Hey, noob. Tap takeover 990wbob.com, the number one show on 990wbob. What's up, Mo? Nothing much, man. What's going on with you? Ah, nothing much. I am your host, Boston Beer Benny. To my right, your radio left co-host. Moses Malone. Mo, we are ready to roll here today. Yeah, let's roll. I told you they wouldn't start without us. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kind of came in hot today. Yeah, I know. Man, running up the stairs, not too bad. Um, let's start off the show with telling them where they can find us. We are the hosts of the critically acclaimed Noob Podcast. Noob, great beer podcast on iTunes. You can find us iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify now. Yeah, uh, you we're can all over the place. Also, find us on Instagram. I am at Boston Beer Benny. Mo, you are uh, un- uh, Untapped Moses Malone. I don't really do Instagram so much, so you're better at that. Yeah. I'm better at Untapped. It is what it is. I'm more of a visual guy, you yeah, know. Yeah, I visual hear you. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight, so I'm going to run down the tap list. This is a quick list of what we're going to go over on our show. We start the show as always with what are you drinking and local releases. We have started to infuse a local distro update. Don't know how in-depth that will be this week. It's tough to uh, talk about local distro updates every week every and single every week, month. Yeah, you kind of run out of them. But. Uh, we have your unofficial Beer Vonner preview, which we will go over some of our favorite beers that will be highlighted, some of the anniversary beers that they will be having for the 10th anniversary of Beer Vonner coming up. We have a segment called Beer Law, which we are super excited about. We're going to talk to you about the new Beard facility that they are opening up in connecticut and how the beer laws affected their decision to open that facility brilliant beer minds we have matt from canned heat which we are very excited they are opening this friday mo big big week for those guys long time coming and uh, they earn everything coming to them they're uh, they've, they deserve it after all the work they've put in so excited to talk to him see what he's got to say yeah and then we ended always with uh, weird beer stuff shelf for the week so we will start it off uh, with a notification from Mo's computer and a line, which is, what are you drinking, Mo? What do you got? Um, I, th- I think we're going to dig into an old man. I had a little relic downstairs. Um, I got a bunch of uh, Trillium gift cards. I'm going to go there soon, but I don't I don't really have anything to drink. I didn't bring a beer today. No kidding. I know. Well, you it's can crazy, back man. Off a me. new leaf. <laughs> we do have some old man here from Treehouse, which is their extra special bitter. Uh, it's pouring extra special and mm. extra bitter, it looks like. Um, <laughs> so we'll go into the local releases segment. Uh, we have a little canned heat preview for what they're going to open up with on Fall River Mass. Mo has a little more in-depth analysis than I do, but here's what I think they're going to come out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an IPA called Hot Boogie, which they will release. Very good beer. We got to try this at a couple of shows this summer. They've tweaked that recipe. Okay, there it's we supposed can to be a little better now. See, there's the inside info there. Yep, That's yep. why we have it on the show. They added more hops to the recipe. Oh, no kidding. You yep. might even say it's a hoppy IPA. Yep, yep. Uh, they have a beer called Banga Yui, which is a wit beer by them. That will be there. All right. Uh, <laughs> how am I doing with Jules, which is their double IPA? A rare miss. They will not have Jules for what? the open. Oh, I don't think goodness. so. No, okay. he said they, they kind of uh, re-hopped Hop Boogie to be more... Uh, more of that that hop forward, um, and I think Jules will probably come a little later. That and uh, and Supper. Okay. I think yeah. s- actually I think Supper will be there. We'll have to ask him. Um, cause I don't I don't recall. I can't remember if he said it was going to be on the list or not. But yeah, we'll have no Jules to start. And my last guess is B Boy Stance, which is their brown ale. Yeah, with uh, with the coconut. That one will definitely be there. That's going to be one of their staples. 
They will also have Wicked Good Bia, oh. a strawberry uh, milkshake IPA. Oh, nice. Um, so that'll be a cool cool offering. Uh, milkshake IPAs are so hot right now. <laughs> and they'll also have, a, I think it was a Pilsner. I had it when I went up there and talked to him. Uh, it's called Con of Cons. Uh, it's infused with ginger. Okay. So something you would definitely you would definitely mess with. Love ginger. Yeah, it was really good. I wasn't sure exactly what it was at first. It kind of reminded me of like uh, like gin. So okay. I, I thought it was like juniper or something, but it, it was ginger, and I just kind of miscalled it. But it was uh, it was really good. Nice. Uh, very light, like four and a half five percent. Um, but yeah, it was one of, it was one of the beers I tried when I went up there the other day. Good good stuff. So yeah. excited to see them open up. It's gonna be great. Yeah, we'll talk to Matt in the third segment of the show in Brilliant Beer Minds. Uh, next note that we had in our local releases segment, Trillium had another monster collab. They oh followed my God. up the uh, the five headed monster of Trillium, the Veil, Cloudwater, Monkish, and other half released a Imperial Stout called a Junction Dun- Junction Mo. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have a D in there like I just said. No, it's a no. Junction Junction. Yeah, you were you were right there. Though. Yeah, and um, they said they wanted to bring back the nostalgia of freshly break baked brownies as a right. kid wow I no you're all right you're doing exercises fine. but what do you got on that beer anything good uh, i didn't go up there i i slept on it Th- this was like one that i really wanted to um we had a brown game that day yeah so we you know we support uh brown football okay i don't want to get into it on the radio because it's not really a good reason for it <laughs> it's just it's just really random and it's what we do uh but there was a brown game that day they were playing georgetown so we were in the Providence area, not in the Canton area, so we didn't uh, we didn't go by. Yeah, so but I wanted is, to. This is a follow up on their last five headed monster combo that they did, which was Fireplace Bananas. Mm. Uh, you did get a chance to grab that when you yep. were up there. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I don't know how you felt. Yeah, it was um, all right. It was a very very strange flavor. Yeah, they tried to use actual grilled bananas or bananas like five ways in the beer. The yeah. banana didn't really shine through the way they wanted, but you know. It was so widely hyped, I think I just expected more. I'm still wondering what that beer would have tasted like if I let it sit. Yeah. Like I don't know if it I don't know if it would have done anything for it. It might have just been worse. I really But don't I, know. I traded that other bottle mm-hmm. and got uh, I got some monkish back and I got that um that bottle logic bottle that I still haven't opened, but I I, won- I wonder that sometimes if I should have just kept that. But sometimes those sweet stouts don't really they don't really age that well. Yeah, they don't translate all that well. So I, I would think I would have wanted to, to pop this right away, and it, you know, that's something that, you know, I slept on it. Yeah. It is what it is. So they still have it on tap if you do head up there. Yep. I know you got some They'll probably packs, have it so. forever, too. They love doing that. Yeah, I would get up there, try it on tap if you can. I will. And uh, that is it for our local releases upstate update mo you said a uh, very limited local distro update you don't yeah man i looked I, I was looking around for you know something new something local maybe something that we hadn't seen before but i mean there's nothing really uh in the last couple weeks that i've seen as far as uh new beers or anything like that so um i will just say um maybe we'll just tease this part we're going to talk about it later in the the second or second segment or third segment maybe about beard. Yeah. So I mean that was uh, that was kind of our local distro update last week on the podcast. But yeah. For anybody that didn't hear that on the podcast, you know we'll get into that in the in the next segment. So. Yeah. So that that transitioned us well into the unofficial uh, Beervana preview that we will be. Uh, Beervana is coming up next weekend, right? Next Friday. Yeah. The, what twelfth? It's it's on the twelfth. I yeah. believe it's six thirty at Roads of Patuxet. Yep. And just outside the city, just outside of Providence. Really cool venue. Very, very cool venue. Two floors. There are a ton of great breweries going, Mo. I've heard that, yeah. 
Uh, so there are going to be <laughs> breweries from all over Rhode Island, just about every brewery you can think of. A lot of great Bronx and Brooklyn breweries as well, as well as some Connecticut's finest, other uh, beautiful breweries from New England. Mm-hmm. So I, I um, was hoping that we could go over a couple of the beers that I'm looking most forward to uh, and see what you think about these beers. I don't know if you had any also that you wanted to come over. What I'm going to start with was a brewery we were just talking about, Beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beard's doing a collab with Pipeworks. They're releasing an IPA. Uh, very excited to try this beer. Anything uh, that Beard does, anything they put their name on, it's just really good stuff. So um, that was definitely that was definitely a cool brewery to go to. I'm glad we get we ended up doing that. Yeah. And I, I will forever look for things from Beard because of that. Um, just, a, just a really cool brewery. I'm, I'm excited to try, um, what was it called? Uh, Be- it was Beard Vana, right? That's uh, that's uh, coming up later in the, oh, okay. in the segment. Oh, uh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> very, very smooth. <laughs> um, foolproof, uh, another Pawtucket brewery out of Rhode Island. Uh, they have a beer called Peanut Butter Rain Cloud. Mm-hmm. One thing that they do uh, for Beer Vana that they're doing, they're doing Peanut Butter Rain Cloud slushies. Oh, I did I see told that. You how excited I did see I was that. Yeah. About this format about having a beer in a different, you know, gastronomy style. That's really cool. Uh, so I'm excited to try that. Founders putting out K- uh, CBS again. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to crack open the bottle in the cellar. Mario. I know. We get to try it again. I know. That's um, gonna be fun. Uh, Fox Farms putting out a beer called the Cabin, which is a Hell's Lager, which I'm looking forward to trying. I heard the style is is well done by them. I heard it's almost perfected. Uh, by Fox Farm out of Connecticut, who is absolutely on the top of their game. Absolutely. Uh, Jack's Abbey putting out Graham Cracker Framing Hammer. I saw that. There's going to be random vintages that they open up, too. Yeah. Not, not vintages, uh, variants throughout the night, they said. They do have a lot of cool variants of that Baltic Porter. Yeah. Uh, Baltic Correct. Porter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next beer that I am looking forward to, one of my favorite breweries, Mo. I'm very nostalgic about this brewery, Mystic is blinging, blinging a Blackberry Frap Blackberry Lactose IPA uh, brewed with 400 pounds of blackberries. Dark purple in color, hazy, super fruity, and creamy mouthfeel. Mo, you know how I feel about the creamy mouthfeel. Yeah, I do. That was a mouthful just to say. <laughs> and you got through it all, so that was I don't know why they put good. blackberry in there twice, but Blackberry Frap they just want Blackberry to emphasize. Lactose IPA. Yeah. yeah, they want to emphasize it. You know, there's a lot. <laughs> Fuzzy Baby Ducks will be there for mm. New England Brewing. Uh, Nikki's is opening up their vintage table. They're going to bring a bunch of cool old school bottles that they're going to release. One that I'm looking most forward to, the 2015 Evil Twin Double Barrel Jesus. Yeah, that sounds crazy. That does sound like... And when are you going to get to try that? You know, like... and and, I mean, in just like everyday life. Never. Like, you're just going to like walk down the street to your your buddy's share and he's like, oh yeah, I have this three-year-old double barrel, you know, version of a of a stout or no you're not going to find that so beer Vana is the place to do it so. yeah from 2015 too right it's oxbow, crazy oxbow i thought this was one of the most interesting beers that i saw on the list oxbow out of maine portland maine uh they have a beer called del aragosta okay yeah you, you may recognize that word mo right it's a collaboration with an italian brewery mm-hmm. called birafico del ducato that okay? was that was pretty good right it's a ghost inspired by a farmhouse ale Brewed with Maine lobsters and sea salt. I do speak a little Spanish, so I know that I believe in Spanish it's uh, langosta, or okay. maybe it's aragosta. It's something like that, but that, that word did look familiar to me. Yeah. But I don't speak Italian. So I do believe it means lobster. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, 
I yeah, that sounds that crazy weird. But a gosa with lobster, I mean, I can't wait to try it. Yeah. That really, I'm going to line up for that one. I can't wait. What was that beer that they had last year? The Oxbow beer that you really liked that I didn't like. They did like. that rice saison. Yeah, that, was, yeah. I, that wasn't my jam. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Sierra Nevada is putting out a chocolate chipotle stout, which looks really cool. Uh, it's an imperial stout brewed with chocolate and chipotles aged in freshly emptied Kentucky bourbon barrels for two years. I like how they added the freshly emptied to emphasize, like, this is going to taste like some, some bourbon. Yeah, basically, right? Stone um, has a beer I can't even pretend to pronounce. Begins with an X. Cogiza, uh, oh. maybe? Oh, you I know? thought you were talking about their fart beer. It's like the Mexican chocolate stout, but they have a different one uh, with extra anjo. It's the uh, their mocha stout aged in the tequila barrel. Yes, yes. And the last beer that I will talk about I don't know here how to say that beer. before the break is uh, from a brewery called Tributary. It's uh, 2017 Moth Lesser. It's a Russian imperial stout, rich, full-bodied, aged impartially in apple brandy, port, and sherry barrels in a former red wine barrel infused with rye whiskey blended for vanilla, oak, character, and hints of chocolate. That's crazy. Sounds like a lot of thought went into that beer. And uh, we have a great show for you coming up. On the way back from the break, we're going to go over some 10th anniversary beers. That'll be at Beervana. Really cool touch by a lot of these breweries. You're listening to the number one show on 990WBOB.com. It's Noob Tap Takeover. Shout out to Joe Ferrer. You're listening to 990WBOB.com, Renegade Radio. WBOB.com. This is Noob Tap Takeover, number one beer show on the radio station WBOB. Um, I'm ditching the headphones, Mo. You know what? I'm throwing it away. But we're yeah, back with the unofficial beer review of um, Beervana 2018, the 10th anniversary. Mo, we have a lot of anniversary beers. Great touch by these local breweries making special beers just specifically for this event. So what do you got? Yeah, this is classy. This is just, it screams class all the way. Uh, yeah, we're going to lead off with Allagash, because yep. who's classier than Allagash? I yeah. mean, I don't know if I can think of anybody. Legend. Um, they're doing a Beervana 10th anniversary blend. It's just called that. Mm-hmm. They stopped with the class there. They didn't want to go with a classy name. They didn't want to outdo themselves. <laughs> uh, it's a multi-layered ale with Sauvignon Blanc must and fermented in Chardonnay barrels. Uh, very balanced. has complex notes of pear, citrus, and tart grape. So a lot of wine characteristics in that beer. That's kind of cool. Yeah, We've I had a couple beers kind of like that before. Sauvignon Blanc must is my favorite must, I think. Right, of in all a, the musts. Yeah, of all the musts nice. that they use in beer. It is kind of interesting that they're using Sauvignon Blanc must and then fermenting it in Chardonnay barrels. Mm. Um, two pretty Redundant. Diff- no, pretty different wines, actually. Okay. Sauvignon Blanc can have a lot of fruit. Uh, Chardonnay is not noted for that, typically. So it might bring some really interesting flavors to it. Cool. Um, Beard is going to make one, and they I think they, well, they have a really cool name. I don't know if it's the best name, but Beardvana. Yeah, I you, mean, that's, you said that earlier. I did, yeah, I teased it. <laughs> In the radio business, we call that teasing. Big market tease. <laughs> Take notes, Pharaoh. Uh, Simcoe, Galaxy, and Falconer's Flight, uh, New England-style IPA, so that one should be pretty good. Yeah. You know, that's all we drink on this show is New England IPAs, so that's, that's what some people would lead you to believe. Yeah, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe the hype. 
Uh, Buttonwoods is also doing one because why not? Uh, three cheers for ten years. Lot That's a pretty class. cool name too. A lot of class out of Buttonwoods. Tons of class. Morgan's a classy dude. He's a classy dude. Uh, so he I he hops this IPA with Simcoe and then conditions it on apricot, mango, and white peach. You don't I'm, see a whole lot of white peach. I believe it's pronounced apricot. Apricot. Sorry. <laughs> and then we're gonna close out with a big dog. Uh, Dogfish Head is going to bring some cool stuff. You know, I never did get to try that mace beer from Dogfish Head. Do you remember yeah. seeing that? I think it was at... Uh, I remember talking about it on the podcast, yeah. but no, I don't remember seeing it. Was it was at... Uh, Egyptian, well, you couldn't go. Egyptian special type thing. It was at the, the beer fest in Boston that me and Todd went to. Yeah, Extreme Beer Fest. Yeah, there you go. Extreme mm-hmm. Beer Fest. I couldn't think of the name. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they're bringing a beer called Naughty Bits. Okay. <laughs> That's a super exclusive beer. They're they're saying that they snuck this out of Delaware. Yeah, just so for beer vana. And yeah. Sam's gonna get in trouble or something when he comes back. Or, okay. Um, yeah, so it's wood aged for a year with a Breton Misi strain called Bruxellensis. Mm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then it gets racked onto uh, sweet and sour cherries and also uses locally sourced rhubarb. Eight point two percent. So get a little kick to it. Very interesting. That sounds like uh, something I want to be involved in. Yeah. I love cherries. So as far as I know, Mo, tickets still on sale for Beervana. They have not sold out. Yeah, I was me- I meant to look at that before the show, actually. Yeah, I think I saw them on the write-up. They're $55. The uh, Eventbrite does hit you with a nice little service charge for using your own printer and ink. As Mo, Mo ah, talked about on, on the podcast. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, so 60 bucks gets you in the door. You get unlimited beer, a uh, little tasting glass. Really, really great event. Check it out. Uh, beer Vana, you can check it out on Facebook. They have an event uh, that will lead you to the ticket page. But, Mo, not only are we the number one show on WBOB.com, <laughs> Uh, beer show that is <laughs> right, but we are uh, possibly the number one beer law podcast on iTunes and also on 990wbob.com. Uh, we specialize in beer law. It's we are pretty well versed. It's something that we do, um, and we brought this up on the podcast. Okay, why don't you set the table for us on this next segment called beer law? Yeah, so uh, we talked about this last week, like you just mentioned, uh, beard. Uh, from Stonington, Connecticut, is opening a new farm brewery in Groton, Connecticut. Okay. Uh, it's going to be 12,000 square feet. Um, I looked for it on their page on my way up here. It is not open currently, but it is slated for an early October opening. I would take that with a slight grain of salt because openings get delayed pretty frequently. But yeah. in any case, they must be really close. Uh, they started on this way back in, like, January. Um, so it's been a long time coming, but... Uh, cool thing for them, they're going to triple their production. Yeah. So 250 barrels a week, 250 barrels a month to 750 barrels a month. Okay. So uh, they're going to be making a lot more beer anyways. And we kind of talked about maybe that'll lead to more cans in the marketplace. So we'll see. Yeah. So we alluded to it on the podcast. I, I heard uh, from previous sources, you know, my beer law forums, my I, I never reveal my sources. No, you shouldn't. Um, that there are specific advantages in Connecticut to opening a farmhouse brewery. Uh, and I'll kind of get into that here and try to not keep it as boring as possible, keep it very, very legal, but also uh, very interesting for you. So just to start off, Beard currently at their current facility uses a seven-barrel seven system, which is very small, but they like that. They like the versatility Definitely. of brewing different experimental batches. You don't get too much into uh, into different things. So the, the beer 
advantages in Connecticut. I know they're really they're really having a party. I think they're like singing songs and stuff down there. They're singing like are they playing like Irish drinking games downstairs? This is a house of law. Yeah, I mean I know the major league playoffs are on right now, guys. But uh, take it down a notch. Uh, So the the beer bill that I was alluding to before that allowed uh, specific advantages for Connecticut breweries uh, was House Bill five nine two eight. Ken Falls was the first farm brewery in Connecticut. They led the way for this uh, back when they started their brewery. It allowed for a maximum output of 50,000 gallons, uh, but it also gave specific um, advantages that we'll get into here. So the manufacturing permit, as it goes for Connecticut breweries, there are three things that you need to know, okay, for a manufacturing permit for beer. There's no limit to the amount of beer that you can brew. Mm-hmm. Very right? important. So you can get as much as you want out of your facility. Uh, but there are two kind of quirky things. If you can brew over 25,000 gallons a year, uh, you can serve each person up to 9 liters per day, which is about 19 16-ounce cans. It was originally designed for a 12-ounce can. It's mm. a case of 12-ounce cans. Okay, good to know. Um, and then when a brewery sells over 10,000 gallons at retail price at their own facility, they are no longer allowed to sell wholesale, which um, I find very, very interesting. Um, That's kind of weird. Yeah, so it kind of puts you on the on the fence. You have to decide whether you're going to sell cans at retail or price sell or, it everywhere else. or sell it everywhere else. Um, the farm permit doesn't allow, doesn't restrict you that way. Okay. But they do cap you at 75,000 gallons a year. That's still a ton of beer. Yeah, so it, it is a ton of, ton of beer, about 4,800 barrels. Okay. Uh, that's up from the 3,200 barrels that Kent Falls, when they originally came in, mm-hmm. uh, was 50,000 barrels. And uh, on their seven-barrel system, currently it would take about 700 batches for beer to receive that. So they're obviously going to get more room, more production, and and get more beer out of this farmhouse brewery. Just for some comparison, down the road, two roads uh, brews about 4,500 barrels. uh, 45,000. Yeah, 45,000. I'm sorry. And uh, Sam Adams, which is obviously (laughs) world-renowned, brews about 4 million barrels a year. That's absurd. That's uh, 2016. Nah, they're a craft brewery, though. (laughs) Yeah. So they can still do the 9 liters per day. Uh, There's no minimum brewing for them to sell that 9 liters per day. No wholesale restrictions, okay? But there is an ingredients requirement. They have to use uh, 25% of their local ingredients on year one, just when they're getting started. And then they have to bump it up to 50%. Uh, that's malt, hops. And yeah, everything. that makes sense. Yeah, and um, so that that'll give you a little understanding of what's going in. We love crazy man. We'll wrap it up in the last segment, but we have brilliant beer minds coming up with Matt from Canned Heat. He's opening up this Friday. He wants to tell you why you should visit the brewery. You're listening to the number one beer show on 990wbob.com. It's Noob Tap Takeover. I'll be all the way up, I'll be on Mars How we gonna stay up, I'm already seeing stars Never coming down, I'm never coming down Alright, you're back on with 990 WBOB and Noob Tap Takeover Mo, we got really in-depth, we rolled up the sleeves, got into the, the law review and we kind of schooled you there in Connecticut Brewing, but now we yeah, have... Yeah, we went tit for tap. We are, in, we are in the Brilliant Beer Mind segment. We are so excited to have our next guest on. It's Matt Wilson from Canned Heat. Matt, thanks for joining us tonight. 
Hey guys, how are you? We're living the dream, Matt, okay? and so are you. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Uh, I know you have a little rapport with Mo, so I'm going to let Mo take the lead on this interview, and uh, I'll just sit in the background, chime in with some witty remarks. There you go, great. All right, Matt. So first hey, question. Josh. First question. What's going on? First of all, you need to know that they call me Mo around here. You can still call me Josh. Roger, Nothing's okay. changed there. Okay. So uh, what did, I might pull that out from time to time. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so what? All right. So just start from the top here. What made you decide to open a brewery? Well, um, this uh, came up as an idea between my brother and I. Uh, a, a year ago, uh, this last, uh, say, June, so it's, you know, 14, 15, 16 months ago, um, we started toying with it because of the fact that uh, my brother, who, who's got a businessman, um, had the means to uh, uh, pursue such a thing. Uh, we thought of different ideas for which... Um, you know, something that we could do in the future together, um, and we, we toyed with a lot of different ideas, but it came down, it boiled down to, uh, in the end, of, you know, going after a brewery. Um, basically, simply because, as well as I think is out there with a lot of other, you know, people that pursue such a dream, it, it, just the love for craft beer. So um, when it became a possibility to, to look at such an idea, uh, it was kind of just let's go for it. Uh, yeah. at, the, at the point at that point in time, I was up in New Hampshire, uh, working uh, a job that I you know career that I'd been in for over 20 years, and uh, it just so happened that I was kind of getting burned out in in that in that field, anyways. And my brother knew it, uh, so he knew he kind of had me uh, in a good position to really consider it. Well, you couldn't have picked a better sure. time. The uh, the curve on uh local craft breweries is really on the upswing uh you're in such a good time and it's really cool to have uh business oriented people looking at it from a business venture rather than starting with the product and then trying to build your way up because they make you know they make a lot more mistakes that way than looking at it from a business perspective and thinking hey we can come up with a great product as long as we run the business financially and and effectively yeah i agree i mean it's you know, there are some people who are fortunate out there that are, you know, are brewers that start a brewery and they've got uh, s some beers that they know that they can really uh, produce with and, and then kind of develop around that. Our model is uh, use our, our passion. We're, we're really passionate guys um, and very determined guys uh, where I think that will really, really take us a long way. Plus, we're not we're not afraid to ask for help and really reach out and talk to people. Um, and fortunately, in particularly certain sectors of the uh, of the the country here, um, the the brewery fraternity, the the brewers and people involved, uh, they want each other, everyone to succeed. They want to, and they you do want to help. So if you know who to ask and how to ask, and proceed that way, you can you can go far away. Yeah, and, and so many people that start with the base product that know that they brew a great beer, they get so sentimentally attached to it, you know, and they they kind of don't ever want to change. And, and there's some breweries that we've heard of that just open up that say, you know, I'm never brewing an IPA, regardless of what your customer wants. Um, and so kind of asking your customer what they want 
and and catering to the to it that way from a business perspective is very interesting and it's a great move. So, uh, Mo, you you have another question? Yeah. So, what, on that point, I'd just like to point out that I mean we've talked about it on the show and on the podcast side too. Um, very diverse selection of beers um, that you guys are opening up with. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about the brewer? Who brews it? What's his name? You know, do you help? Um, just talk about the brewing process a little bit. Yeah, our our, our lead brewer is Matthew Ellis. Uh, uh, at the very beginning, we started with two brewers. Uh, Matt, um, he showed a, 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 a huge determination, a huge passion, uh, and a huge work ethic. Uh, and we, we saw how the dynamic was working and what wasn't working, and it, it just led to us having Matt now. Uh, our, the, the gentleman that we had before was very knowledgeable, came from the West Coast, brewed at Stone for years, but um, kind of just kind of a little different approach and happens to live in Everett, uh, uh, Massachusetts. So it, it, it just worked out where um, Matt Ellis was able to, to be with us, and and the other, our other gentleman um, moved on to, to night shift. But um, so that being said, Matt's background uh, he's he's been a uh, a store owner, a business owner. Uh, so he brings certain things with that com- component to the to the table, and knowing really what it takes to work with a couple of guys like Miles and I, where we really get very passionate, you know, very emotional about things and, and wanting things a certain way. And he, he can deal with us really pretty well. And, uh, and his, his, his knowledge on uh, having, a, having started a business and growing a business really jives with us well, too, uh, because when you start up a business, start up a brewery, it, it takes a, a lot of different talents to be able to do that. You, you, you got to be able to... Uh, not only in his case brew beer, but you know contribute in many different ways. So we've just the three of us have hit it off, and uh, we work very very nicely together. Matt is uh, has been brewing for I think over 30 years. He's done very very good, very well in uh, as a as a home brewer. Uh, he's basically he's an, an expert home brewer. The setup he has at home is is unreal, um, and so he came with the knowledge of, uh, you know, really good recipe design. And um, and then as we move along here, we, we found, like, well, I think we do have something special here as a team and that we'll, we'll be able to get it done. So um, we piloted a bunch of beers and uh, we've tweaked them. And uh, our, our style, our, our approach was uh, let's get the brewery built out. In the meantime, let's pilot these beers. Let's get, let's get to some... Uh, some festivals and and see you know what kind of response we get. So we did we did pretty we did pretty well. We did all right. So we um, we kept a lot of these recipes that we we're going after, and uh, it's taken us uh, to where we are now. That's what we have mentioned on the podcast and on the show, um, singing your praises as far as your your approach to it. What what we both thought was really smart was that you guys threw your name out there and you weren't really you weren't really scared of what people were going to say or maybe you were you didn't show it you know you showed up to um, a ton of festivals around the area and just put your name out there and let people try your try your brew and you know i think overwhelmingly 
uh, the response was was positive at all of these events that I saw you at anyways. And I got a chance to speak to Matt, um, Matt, Matt Ellis, and I, I will say he's a, yeah. he's a knowledgeable guy. I mean, definitely somebody that you can bend his ear a little bit about beer, and um, he's going to have something to say about it for sure. So definitely uh, applaud your effort as far as the marketing approach. Very smart. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, Matt, we're, we're really we're happy with him. And Matt, we know you're opening up this weekend. Uh, you're starting out on Friday. Uh, tell us a little bit about the facility. Uh, what's going on there? We've seen a lot of pictures online, but I think people want to know what to expect on Friday, and uh, what's going to be going on. Well, uh, the, the facility itself is uh, an interesting, or really was an interesting space, and now is a has been turned into. A really, really cool, edgy space. Uh, it's it's it, it, for the people out there. It's down on 52 Ferry Street, uh, heading toward the uh, the Borden Arena. Uh, down, if you're heading straight towards the bay, it's down. Uh, you, you'll run right into the Tipsy Seagull, and you turn right. And we're we're back in in the boatyard. Um, that space, uh, most of it was, uh, or if not all of it, was an old oil can refinery. And it was rough. It's, it's, it was really rough inside. Uh, as we toured different uh, facilities, we, we saw this. We saw the rough shape. The floors were caked in oil, uh, like painted on, hardened. Um, but aside from that, the structure, the, the old wood structures, the posts, the ceilings, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, wind, the, uh, the ceiling windows um, just were cool, really cool, edgy. Uh, so we had a vision for it. Uh, we contracted help. We got it built out, and it's come along really, really well. Uh, we have some really nice artwork that uh, has been done as far as mural uh, painting uh, from a really cool guy that's uh, out in, in Providence, uh, Overspray Studio. Shout out to them. Um, and so I think people will find a uh, inviting, soothing edgy uh, environment that's uh, a little a bit different than what you might get from other places and one thing that has been always important to us is if, if we don't consider you know a, going into a brewery to have some beers you know going into a bar we, we, it's, it's, it's meant to be a, a meeting pl a place a, a place for p community to come to talk to enjoy to kind of get away from life uh, out there which a lot of times, you know, following the news, it's not always so positive. This place is meant to take a break from that, enjoy, enjoy family, friends, and and have a good time and have some good beers. So I, I think that they'll they'll find that there with us. Nice man. I mean, positive positive yeah. brews check, positive vibes check. Friday at four o'clock, we put it all together and uh, we're getting ready for the grand opening. Very excited. Um, super stoked to be a part of it, and um, we we have one one last segment here, but we got to kind of fly through it. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a four pack of questions. Sure. Are you ready? All right, Roger. All right, number one. What is your favorite hop to work with, and why? Do you have a favorite hop, or if not a favorite hop, a favorite style? Well, I mean, I I love hoppy beers, and I'm working on diversifying my uh, my palate for others. Uh, if, if I go to another beer, it's going to be a, a Russian Imperial Stout. Um, I, I love the combination of Simcoe, Mosaic, and Amarillo hops. Uh, hops are incredible uh, 
item or plant or cone, you know, cone, well, the rhizome, the hop cone itself is an interesting thing to work with depending on how you whirlpool it, uh, how long you whirlpool it, how you dry hop, how you combine them. So it's a, it's a fascinating thing to work with in, in beer. So uh, I, I love that combinations of, of combination of hops. Uh, we looked at some other hops that have been really fascinating. I'm starting to really like from South Africa um, that may be coming down the line. Uh, we've looked at some laurel hops have been intriguing that you don't see out there as much. Um, and uh, I, Falconer's Flight, I always like that one too, but uh, not, not as seen as much now. But uh, that I, I think you'll see with the Simcoe Mosaic, uh, Amarillo and, and obviously Citra hops um, are the, the biggies, and you can do a, you can get a lot of different variations of of uh, what they can offer you based upon how you're uh, brewing a particular uh, type of IPA. All right, all right, Matt. We got one last question for you. I'm going to cut the four pack to two pack. The most important. Question. This is the most important question, and I have to get to it before the segment ends. Before we go to commercial, are you a dog person or a cat person, man? Uh, in the end, dog person, huge yes. German Shepherd lover. Uh, we have a Vichla at home now. I lost lost my Shepherd a while back, uh, but I've become a, a cat. Dan as well. We have Emma and uh, and Benjamin at home, and cats. Uh, although oh. I love love dogs, cats have, are, are fascinating creatures. Oh, I feel oh like that was God. like a that's two a tie. Part. That's a tie. Yeah. That's yeah, a tie. I get a tie. Uh, but, uh, dog, German Shepherd all, all the way is 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 is, is uh, where I would go. All right, all right, all right. Well, but Matt, I, I, no, come go on ahead. And check this out. It's 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 uh, our, our our this. We are striving for uh, exceptional beers. Years, uh, there's always room for improvement. We will never be completely satisfied. Um, we are looking to be um, a top-notch brewery in New England for sure. All right, Matt. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Check out Canned Heat Grand Opening October 5th. 4 o'clock is the open. They'll be open until 9 o'clock that night. Open 12 to 9 the next day on the 6th if you can't make it. Matt Wilson, owner of Canned Heat Brewery, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Matt. I'll be there on Friday. I'll be behind the bar slinging suds, so we'll see you then. Yeah, I'm not tipping the bartender either. So. Well, you don't have to, man. That's the that's the thing. You know somebody, you don't have to tip. You still have to pay. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to tip. Yeah. So uh, you hear the sweet sounds of Risky Biz. We want to thank Matt so much for joining us. Busy, busy week for him. He took some time out of his schedule to join us. You're listening to the number one beer show on 990WBOB.com. It's Noob Tap Takeover. We'll see you after the break. You're listening to 990WBOB.com, Renegade Radio. That's about it, I guess I ain't about it. Estimate that if I rap for 20 years, I'm bouncing. Probably going to counseling, or I might just stick around. All right, we're back. You're listening to the number two beer show on 990WBOB.com. It's the franchise. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're the number one beer show on 990WBOB.com. Noob Tap Takeover. Uh, great segment last segment. You're listening to Risky Biz. We're so happy to have them on the intro and outro of all of our stuff. They do our theme song on the podcast. They have a new album on Spotify, not another seven-song album. Check them out on Instagram, at Risky Biz Music. We'll end the show strong here, Mo, yeah. with some weird beer stuff and show for the week. So 
Let's dive in to weird beer stuff. Oh, Ben, I got a good one today. I'm going to take you to the beautiful town of Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm, the home of Bill Clinton. Really? Yeah, he was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, I'm surprised you knew that. I, I don't know that. Huge so. Clinton fan. Huge. Okay. Um, well, I got a story. Um, a robbery took place. Heist. And an unconventional one, I will say. Um, so you, you've seen them before. You stop on the side of the road. There's a you know one of the delivery trucks, and they're bringing beer into the liquor store. Okay. And their truck's not occupied. Yeah. Uh, so this guy pulled up in a Honda Accord and was like, okay, I'll take some of your beer. So he just started unloading beer from this delivery man's truck. He was delivering beer to a, a Hess gas station on a, a main highway in, in Arkansas, main road in Arkansas. So the delivery man comes out of the business and sees the guy loading beer into his car. The guy's in his truck. Okay. So the delivery man, just, just this is just instinct, he takes the beer out of the car and starts loading it back into his truck. Yeah. So the guy comes out of the truck with the last case the thief does, and he puts it in his car and realizes that the other three cases are gone. <laughs> so he gets in his car and he drives away, runs over the delivery driver oh. on his way. My takes off. Officers wrote that before the robber fled, he told the delivery man, quote, I just had to get you. It was too easy, dog. <laughs> this is not a made up story, dude. This happened. That is too good. So he was treated at the scene. Uh, he w they ran over his foot. The guy ran over his foot, yeah. apparently. Continued his route. Didn't go to the hospital. Um, they described the man as between six and six foot two. and was wearing a purple shirt. Okay. So if you're in the Little Rock, Arkansas area and you want to catch a catch a killer or whatever, he didn't kill anybody, but did steal some beer. Ben, I have one question for you. Okay. He did make away with one case of beer. Can you name that beer? From Little Rock, Arkansas. Can I name that beer? If he had to steal a beer from Little Rock, Arkansas, I'm going Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, that's a good guess, but trick question. Uh, it wasn't actually a beer. Wow. <laughs> he made off with Budweiser Limeritas, dude. That's what he made off with. <laughs> that was his haul. The man is a fugitive for a case of Bud Light Limeritas? Yeah, he was stealing oh, Limeritas, dude, and that's the only thing he got away with. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. You know it ain't tricking if you got it, I guess. So. <laughs> nope. Uh, so that is uh, weird beer stuff. Uh, we'll post that in our Facebook group, N-E-W-B-D, on Facebook. Check us out. Um, and we will go into the greatest show possibly in New England, um, or possibly the world. Mm. It's Shelf of the Week. Uh, this is where we tell you the beers you can find on your shelves at your local grocer or um, beer distributor. Yep. That's not a brewery, so right. you can get yourself through the weekend. Uh, I will lead us off, Mo. We it, mentioned uh, a cool variant of this will be at Beer Vana. Great time of year to drink this beer. It's Framing Hammer from Jack's Abbey. Great one. It is a Baltic Porter, 10% ABV, so it's super potent. Uh, great to sit fireside with and really enjoy in a nice sweater. Um, Definitely. And they make a ton of variants. They have a barrel-age variant. They have a couple cool different styles of this beer that you can find on shelves. Uh, Jack's Abbey puts out a ton of stuff. Everything they do is really, really good. Um, and Framing Hammer is uh, the head of the class for me when it comes to fall and winter beers. So I'm saying Framing Hammer, go out and find it and enjoy it this weekend. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction because we're in like this weird like mid-season thing right now where yeah. it's definitely not summer. But I don't really feel like it's super fall-y 
right now. Like it, it's not really time for those stouts and stuff for me. Yeah. Um. So I'm hanging on a little bit. I'm gonna go with a local beer. Farrell will be stoked. Uh, Newport Craft Brewing. Oh yeah. Uh, I've kind of been on one from them lately. Uh, comfortably unaware. It's a 6.7% New England style IPA. Citra Galaxy hops. A little Eldorado that they add for bittering. Uh, but a great beer. Uh, solid ratings on Untapped. Uh, I got one from my my Newport Craft beer friend. And um, yeah, it was a fantastic beer. Everything from them has has been really solid. Everything I've tried so far. So. Definitely on on board with their rebrand and uh, everything that they're doing moving forward. So comfortably unaware, boom, go find it. Yeah, some great uh, great season to drink some beer. Um, you got a lot of different styles coming out. A lot sure. of breweries putting out some seasonal stuff. Really great to enjoy. So to recap the show, we had a great beer Vana review for you. Check out that it's at Roads of Patuxet next Friday, the twelfth. Correct. Uh, just 6.30 to 10. Tickets still on sale. They Check are. them out. Beer Vana. You can get them on Eventbrite as well. $55 plus the fee. $60. Just Correct. chalk it up. They do not have designated driver tickets, too. That's a popular question. Yeah, don't bother asking that question. They get kind of mad. They don't have it. They actually just had a vote uh, for a T-shirt, and I think they went with oh, the yeah. Rick and Morty that's variant what I to tonight. Look up. Yeah, that's what I wanted to look up. I wanted to see the other one that was up against it. But really cool. The Rick uh, and Morty shirt did win. Last year they did the Darth Vader shirt, too, which was pretty cool looking. Maybe that's what the other Maybe one was. Maybe they were at. trying to do like a different version of mm-hmm. that. That yeah. might have been what it was, actually. So that's a, that's a really cool shirt. We do also want to talk about Canned Heat that's opening up this Friday. Uh, thank you for the guest, Matt Wilson, who joined us. Uh, Matt... We wish you best of luck in your venture. Mo, a little more about that opening on Friday? Yeah, so if you want to follow them, uh, you should definitely do so. They, they release a lot of like cool pictures and stuff, and you'll definitely be able to see the space. They're Canned Heat Craft Beer on Facebook, uh, Canned Heat CBC on Instagram. Those are the two best places to follow them. Um, they did have a... Um, a ribbon cutting ceremony last week. Yeah. Um, they had a lot. Of, they had the Fall River Mayor. Um, they had some. I think it was selectmen or um, House of Representative people, like some some local government officials that came. They had a a, a minister come and bl- bless the tanks and stuff. Oh, wow. um, So you know everything that you're doing is on the level. Um, you know you got to make sure that the the, the church sure. that the church loves brew it. Brew beer with sin. No, you don't want to do that. So um, again, their grand opening Friday, October fifth. Four to nine. Uh, they won't be doing cans right away. Um, they want to make sure that they get this poor thing down, um, get everybody in the door, get to try the suds, see what everybody thinks, um, and then we'll do cans. We'll do cans moving forward. I only say we because I will be bartending there. Uh, That's awesome. Maybe maybe a night or two a week. We'll kind of see. Um, just kind of like a moonlight gig because I I wanted to be involved in some way in their brewery because I, I believe in what they're doing. So. Yeah, and they we've been plugging them for a long time Hell on yeah. the podcast and the radio show, so it is exciting that this is coming to fruition. I uh, feel like we know them at this point. Yeah, so that's why it was cool to have him on. Like, I do to feel actually, slightly like, invested. Yeah, you, you know, know, like have him be a part of the show because we've literally been talking about him for, I mean, what six months, probably even longer. I don't even know. Yeah, and this time next year, that that Fall River Waterfront with Troy City, Can Heat, and Tipsy Siegel right there will be. Will be one of the best visiting uh, in the casino right down the street too. Yeah, will be you know optimum beer visiting time, and it's really cool being so close to home that we're gonna have a chance to to drink such. It's gonna be awesome, awesome man! Wicked excited. Uh, but before we go, Mo, I do have one uh, last thing for you. Well, maybe I don't. No, uh, you don't. No, you can check us out on 
iTunes, yep. Stitcher, and Spotify. N-E-W-B-D, we're a critically acclaimed podcast. We are also the number one show on 990WBOB.com. Beer show. Check us out on PassCast. We are the pa- yeah, number one beer show. I mean, I'd like to argue the best show on the show. I mean, the, I don't the know case all the can shows. be made. It, it can be. Definitely the best beer show. 100%. Um, but thank you very much for tuning in, and we will talk to you in a month or so. We'll yep. be on the podcast side of things every week. Come and check us if out. If you want to download us, subscribe, rate, review. Also, email Joe Farrow at 990WBOB.com. Tell him he is in second place uh, at we the station. That. And we'll talk to you next week. Or another time. Or another time. Thank you. Signing off. Noobed. Tap Takeover 990WBOB. See you.